If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Where did April go? I, I don't know. It's a weird, this is a weird month. Like all of a sudden, like it's April 18th already? Like, yeah. Weird. That's not quite done, but no. Time does fly <laughs> when you're having fun. When you're old. This did, gets, it, gets, it just flies faster. You know, it's you all have, the time is just so fast. Did you have fun this past weekend, Shauna? I had a damn blast this Look, weekend. Looked like you were having fun in your photos. Yeah, yeah, it was great. We were in Fernie um, for their closing weekend, so they call it Fernival, and they always have, like, bands, and the, the slush cup happens, and mm-hmm. it's always just a big party, but... Didn't uh, the Arkells play one year? Or am I thinking of something else? Jeez, mm, they might have, actually. Yeah. I've been to so many, but I don't remember. I have a terrible memory, probably, now that you mention it. Uh, but these weekends can go either way. It can either be piss and rain the whole time or just be beautiful. And it was sunny both days. It was, I think, the nicest day I've ever had in a mountain. There was zero wind. Really? As you climb the chair, which is just so rare because when you're on the top of a mountain, needless to say, it's always windy. Yep. And there wasn't a cloud in the sky. We were in like t-shirts. I, I got a bit of a sunburn accidentally. Like it was, it was amazing. Yeah. Cool. Um, my friends also did a surprise birthday like makeup thing for me. So I woke up on Saturday morning and they had the whole place decorated in Mario Kart themed stuff. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so I got a Mario Kart cake that they made for me and stuff too, which is pretty cool. Did you end up doing your Mario Kart balloon thing? We did not. No? We were going to and then... Were you we going to race down the hill with Mario Kart balloons stuck to your back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We still... And we have all the stuff for it. So we still plan to do that. It's just... It's, it's hard to organize, right? Yeah. Like, it's hard to get, get that all up, up there. Up. Yeah. yeah. So, meh. Cool. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, on today's show, what did you learn today? Sean is going to talk about gum. I'm going to talk about trees. Uh, the most successful musical solo projects. What you can give instead of donuts if you want to thank a workplace. We'll talk a bit about this controversy with CBC and their new government-funded label on Twitter. Some white girl phrases, the goat of summer jobs, a type of snobs that Shauna encountered uh, this past weekend in Fernie. We'll talk a bit about the opening night of the NHL playoffs last night, and we'll kick things off with an etymology after your out-of-context clip of the show. Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I don't even know how I got into these ones, but I, I said the word mannequin. I was like, where's the word mannequin come from? Odd word. So, of course, I looked into it, knowing that we do this segment. So, mannequin comes from the Flemish word, manica, which means little man. That is exactly <laughs> what it means. And the reason for that is... Flemish, eh? Flemish, yeah, which then went to fr- like French and then onward from there. But uh, the reason is because back in the Middle Ages, clothing for both men and women were put on display by small page boys. So, little men. Like they wore it? They, they modeled it? They wore and modeled the clothing. Actual page boys. Little men. 
So, so they smaller would be, versions of the clothing. Mm-hmm. Is that so that they didn't have to use as much fabric? Or? I don't know. And male and female, doesn't matter. So they'd be in like the public squares and stuff, and these page boys would be dressed up in this fashion, and you could look at them and be like, I like that, and then go purchase it from there. That's really funny, because this would have been pre-catalog. Totally. So you couldn't look at, any, like, you look at anything online, couldn't nope. look at it It's the page catalog. boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just had... <laughs> Miniature versions. <laughs> Does that come in my size? Yeah, great. Does, Ooh, I like that. Oh, that's really good. You so, know what though? I have a like a size twelve or thirteen shoe, depending. Mm-hmm. And sometimes shoes will look good until they bring it out in my size. Oh, so where it's like, hey, that's a nice shoe, and then I put it on like that's a lot. That's fair. So maybe it's the same thing for these page boys. We're like, that looks good on this child. I don't know if it would work for me. Well, to be, I mean, look at the mannequins now, right? A lot of them aren't overly realistic, and it looks great True. on the mannequin, and then you put it on. So it's the same thing with the page boys. That's okay? hilarious. Yeah. So that's where that came from. Uh, and then just another quick one as well: the word marionette. Mm-hmm. Obviously French. Obviously French just means little Mary. And that was because in France, again, during the Middle Ages, string pub- puppets would be used to depict biblical stories. Ah, uh, okay. A- and the favorite character was always the Virgin Mary, so marionette just means little Mary. The little Mary, hey? So little men and little Marys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got here. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. There's some playoff buzz in our house right now, Shauna. Mm-hmm. Last night was just great. Just great. The Bruins won game one. So happy with that. Then I threw the Oilers game on. And uh, I went to bed when it was 2-1 to one for Edmonton. And then I woke up this morning to see that they lost 4-3 in overtime. I was so happy. Spring in my step today. Yep. I woke up and when I saw that, that's all I needed to see this morning. Kicked me off a little. Oh, yeah, I didn't exactly. even need an out-of-bed banger this morning. I saw that and that perked me right up. Skipped your coffee. Go. Ooh, <laughs> this yeah, is all I need. That's what I want. And fans were throwing stuff on the ice. Oh, yeah. And I mean... It's just great. Game one, so, fans are throwing stuff like, <laughs> calm the freak down. So I don't, I didn't see what time that game ended last night, but you just know that there were Terry's up past midnight yep. watching an OT loss, and now they're at work today, tired as hell, cranky. Yeah, I know. Even Careful some of the, the Terry's fa- on the road this morning. Yeah. They might be a little drunk still, too. You know, they have that, they have that watch party outside the arena up there. Yep. A lot of teams do, but it was apparently it was like raining in six degrees last night. It was just just above freezing, raining, standing out there till almost midnight watching they, a loss. Oh, did, my God. Did they turn the footage to black and white to see all the fans <laughs> as they were crying in the rain? Just and so then the, sad. The best part about all of this is like, when I woke up and, and saw that they had lost an OT last night. I just knew that I had a full day today of reading comments from Oilers fans blaming the refs. And sure enough. Oh, no. <laughs> you go online right now, and That's there a, is a of ton course. of that. It, oh, it's just great. I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm so happy. Well, well you got to blame you got to blame the refs, obviously. Of course. The yeah. Oilers have never lost a game because no. they got outplayed. Yeah, they, no. There are wins, and then it's, there are the refs, the refs screwing them. Bring so, up, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just very, very happy. Your Leafs start their series tonight. They do. We'll have an eye on that game for sure. Mm-hmm. You want to go playoff beards this year, Shauna? Let's do playoff beards. Like my bearded clam show, or because I can't, <laughs> I can't grow. No, you said it, not me. Okay. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was in Fernie on the weekend, and I was chatting with this girl, and I said to her at one one point, I said, "Hey, are you local?" And she was just like, "Well, no, but I, I've lived here for three years now." And I was just like, oh, well, I'd consider that local. Like, you live here now. And she was like, oh, no. She goes, it depends on who you talk to in this town, but locals would not consider me local. 
Really? And I was like, oh. So how long do you have to live somewhere to be a local then? Well, that's what I was wondering. And she was just like, oh, yeah, I know. Like, if you're not born or right, like, people won't consider you. And I was I was dying. I was like, local snobs, eh? This is local what we're dealing with here. Oh, and that's absolutely the kind of thing that people would be snobbish about, oh, isn't it? Oh, man. Yeah. Local snobs. Local snobs. Oh, you moved here three years ago? That puts you only slightly above tourist. <laughs> well, my family goes back six generations. So we're the true locals. Don't utter the L word in my presence. <laughs> yes, well, I still consider anyone who arrived within the last ten years to be the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the town's name was actually inspired by my grandfather. So really, this town wouldn't even exist without my family. Yes, well, my great-great-great-grandfather, my grandfather... <laughs> He was here when it was just a field, so you could say our roots run pretty deep. <laughs> well, my family's genetics match that of the wild fungi who once occupied the ground beneath our feet prior to the evolution of humans, so... <laughs> <laughs> So we're coming to the time in the year where uh, the students will be starting to look for summer jobs. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing university students are probably already on it. Yep. Um, But high schoolers will be next. And I was thinking, what do you think is the goat of summer jobs? Oh, man. Like when you were growing up, did you ever have a friend who had a summer job and you're just like, that seems awesome. A friend of mine worked at Wild Water Kingdom. Is that like a water park? It's a huge water park, like one of the biggest ones in Ontario. And I was like, that ah, was pretty sweet. That is pretty sweet, but the kids working the slides always seem miserable. Yeah, it's like true. They're just hating it. Fair. So, I mean, lifeguard the- always seems good, but oh, again, lifeguard would be great. Not necessarily here, because it's it's pretty cold here right. a lot of the time in the summer. Whereas, like growing up in Ontario, when it's just it's pretty just hot all the time. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. So, but lifeguard, I mean, being outdoors, you can't really beat that. You really can't. McKenna was a lifeguard every summer growing up in her hometown. She said it was great. Yeah. They got like you get paid pretty well as a lifeguard. Totally. Yeah, yep. you're outside. I think that'd be a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought like golf course would probably be fun. Totally. My brother worked at a golf course in the summers when he was going to school and he really liked it just driving the riding tractor. A friend worked in the city like doing landscaping kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, that job always seemed pretty sweet because he said like half the time they'd just be playing volleyball outside and stuff. Yeah. And- my cousin worked for uh, he worked for the city as like a, as a seasonal worker yep. when he was in university. Not here, um, but his job was to empty the garbages along the river, and he said that would take him like an hour, mm-hmm. and then he'd spend the rest of the shift fishing. Amazing, fishing off the banks of the river. So yep. he basically fished all summer and got paid for it. That sounds pretty damn I good. Mean, as a taxpayer, that bothers me yep. a lot. Uh huh. From his perspective. Great. Same with my friend, playing volleyball in the parks. Yeah. Go clean up the parks for a bit, and then you just play volleyball the rest of the time. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That sounds pretty good. That's a pretty good one. Mm Mm-hmm. I always thought it'd be fun to work in a resort town, you know, like a place that where people have cabins and it gets kind of bumping in the summer. Yeah. That'd be cool. And there'd be lots of other young people that would be coming from other places to work there, and you'd probably get to, like, party when you weren't working. Yeah. I used to think working at a marina for that exact reason would be awesome. Marina's got to be awesome. Yep. Yeah, that would be a great one. You're right. I I thought the other thing, I wanted to start my own business as a water taxi at one point, just driving boats of people across from one part of the 
the lake to the other. Yeah, that'd Can you be imagine that fun. as a job? Driving a boat. Yeah, that's it. Just driving people to and from the boat all day. That I'd be good be at that. That would be a hoot. Yeah. Water that's pretty, taxi. That's a pretty good idea. If, if this ever doesn't work out for us, you should go run a water taxi business. It's my backup plan Is for it? sure. It's a dream. It's a dream. and Shauna podcast. I used to work for my dad's lawn care business for my summer job, and it was like, it was nice to be outside, you know, listening to music, getting a tan, but it was also like decently hard work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's pretty whooped at the end of the day. Totally. Especially working for your dad. You can't really slack off when it's your dad you're working for, can you? <laughs> no, that's true, but he kind of let me like make my own hours and stuff as long as the work got done, so that was really nice because I didn't good. miss things in the summer then, you know? Yeah, totally. Um... They, so we live in a neighborhood now that has like a community lake and I always think the kids that like maintain the lake and like run the boathouse and stuff that'd be a fun summer job totally It'd be a good one yeah yeah we uh, when I was growing up my parents always asked because we had a cabin uh, up about three hours from from Brampton where I I was born and they were like well you could just stay up at the cabin for the summer work at the marina there I was always like that would be pretty cool that would be great but it it's pretty remote and our cabin is boat access only so I think I was like I think I'd get pretty lonely there like if you a place like Muskoka is a bit different because it's a full of freaking city at that point and it's yeah around here I was thinking like Sylvan Lake It'd yeah probably Sylvan be fun lake to work would in be Sylvan Lake in the summer wouldn't for it sure. yeah yeah our lake was just a little more remote so I think it would have been a little bit lonely but yeah working in a marina would be awesome I think there's a garden center that we go to sometimes we bought some trees from there last year and when we were getting the trees one of the, the people that worked there said to my boys like when you guys turn 14 you can come apply for jobs here work here in the summer because they'll at 14. Oh, sweet. And I always thought that, like, this garden center is just such a pleasant place to be, you know? Like, everybody is there because they love, like, taking care of their their yard and stuff, and, like, the employees always seem to be in a good mood, and I was like, this seems like it'd be a great place to work. You know, you think that, but I've been to a few garden centers where the older people are kind of gatekeeper-ish. Like, the employees or the customers? The the employees. Really? Yeah, I've, I've met a couple older employees at these centers that... Yeah, kind of touchy a little bit. Interesting. Yeah, and they and I take it the very atti- seriously, and I understand. Like, I, yeah, but I've yeah, I've I've gotten the side eye a few times, and I remember thinking like, oh yeah, this is kind of a. I know the attitude you're talking about because it's like a hobbyist thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Like with some of the hobbies that I'm into, people can be very gatekeepy. Like yeah. there are music shops where the people that work there are super gatekeepy, totally. or like there are even. Some of the woodworking stores, like, yeah, like you they, don't know anything, they know everything, right? I forget, I asked a question once, and yeah, the one woman looked at me like I was an idiot. It was just like, oh, you don't want to do that with that plant, like that kind of, and I was oh, like, oh, really? Well, hey. no, this place isn't like that at all. Good. Everyone's good. lovely. Yeah. Everyone's just great, so. That's, well, that's good to know. I always find, too, if I, I show up with the seniors, they always wonder why I'm there, you know? Like, <laughs> it'll be a lot of old people during the day because of our weird hours, and then they'll look at me, too, then, and be like, what what are you doing here? Like, no. Right. It's probably a different atmosphere on the weekend seniors when everybody hour. else is coming. For for right? sure, so. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it would be pretty exciting to be able to landscape your own home, your very own Shane home. Especially from scratch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like you just built a new home, Shane Homes. You're looking at the yard. You're like, what can we do? We can do whatever we want back possibilities here. Possibilities are endless. Endless possibilities, Shauna. Check out ShaneHomes.com. Uh, see what different options they offer. They're uh, finishing up the final phase in Midtown in Airdrie, which is a very centrally located community there. Uh, they offer lane homes, paired homes, or single-family front-drive homes. And you can see all of your options at ShaneHomes.com. Shane Homes is the better way to build. And Shauna Podcast. I've got some doozies and some white girl sayings for you, Beckler. All right. I spotted right. these on the weekend, and yeah. I'm just going to fire them right off to you. Are you ready? Yeah. First one. You are made of magic. 
Okay. Mm, that's very Disney. Very, I very. Like that. Yeah, I don't even know really what that means, but anyway. Uh, next time. Sometimes I wish I was an octopus so I could slap eight people at once. <laughs> okay. That's a real, like, tough white girl one, yeah, isn't it? Totally. Like, yeah, a little scrappy. cheeky, right? Oh, that's cheeky. <laughs> Here's another one. It's okay if you fall apart. Sometimes tacos fall apart. We still love them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gotta like add the, the taco I food, flex. too. I like that one. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> this then, one's about food. I like food. I like food. Tacos, too. That's the trendy one, right? About tacos. And then here, just gear up for this one. Are you ready for it? <clears throat> Grapes must be crushed to make wine. Diamonds form under pressure. Olives must be pressed to release oil. Seeds grow in darkness. Whenever you feel crushed, under pressure, pressed or in darkness, you're transforming. Trust the process. Holy man. Like, that's a full-out essay. I, that's an essay. Where do we even start with that I one? I don't even know. I think, do you remember one time, I think we, had a, we featured a white girl saying that it was like, when things are darkest, maybe you've just been planted. Oh, yeah. It's time to grow or something, time to sprout mm -hmm. or something like that. So it's kind of got that same thing going on. But it just keeps going. It like, keeps so long. You're like, this what? isn't enough yet. This you, is not enough, white girl. We got to keep going with this. Do you have any more examples? Oh, my. <laughs> like, and then tacking on trust the process at the end. I think we also talked about that on the show one time. Absolutely. How much I dislike the phrase trust the process because mm -hmm. it doesn't really mean anything. No. I mean, you could just kind of say though. it any. You could say it any time, right? It's a good buzzword. Yeah, I just trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah. So there you go. Wow, that's a mess. That last one. I know. Like, like <laughs> how how many cauliflower rice out of ten are you going to give that one? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. A lot of steel cut oats. Yep. Absolutely. A lot. Oh man. Like I don't even. Nine and a half at least. Oh. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Have you followed any of the story about CBC and their new label on Twitter? And they're back and forth with Elon Musk. A little bit. Have yeah. you? Yeah. It's, I mean, there are, it's it's quite convoluted, the story. Mm -hmm. There are so many layers and details to it that it would be tough to get into the, into it real deep here. But, I mean, that if you take a step back, at, at its heart, Twitter applied this label to C some of CBC's accounts on Twitter, uh, saying that they are government-funded media. Right. And Twitter, CBC has taken exception to that. Um <laughs> Polyev and Trudeau have both weighed in on it and, in, in my opinion, kind of embarrassed themselves in the process. Mm -hmm. um, and then Elon Musk is kind of trolling CBC now. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty wild. And, like, normally I, I wouldn't much care what happens on Twitter because it's a bit of a cesspool. But journalists still take Twitter very seriously. And I think that's why this has been such a big story. Right. Because the people who write the news are very much invested mm -hmm. in what's happening on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so the, the most recent development basically is that CBC, they had this label on on their account that said it's 70% government funded media, which I mean is true. I mean, no matter how you look at it, yep. $1.2 of their $1.7 billion operating budget comes from the government. They are government funded media. CBC's exception to that is that they think it implies that they are, they are then directed by the government in right. how to cover the news. Right. So that's their big issue with this. But then Elon Musk came back and said well, CBC claims that they aren't 70, they're less than 70% funded by the government. So he changed their sticker on their, their profile to 69% covered by the government. They're 69% right. funded by the government. So, yeah. <laughs> which is really immature. Yeah. Also kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I like. I, I know a lot of people have looked at this and said, well, if you're going to label CBC as government-funded media, maybe we should label all of the other media outlets with the source of their revenue as well. You know, like, say, who owns Post Media? Say, who owns CTV and Global? And to that, I say, great. Yeah. You know, are we, actually, transparency isn't what we're after here? Is yeah. that not the idea? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't believe that CBC directly takes their marching orders from the government, but they definitely have a bias. Yeah. If you consume a lot of CBC news, and it's different from radio to TV to mm-hmm. their online coverage, there's a bias there for sure. Yeah. And I mean, like, again, every news outlet does have bias. It unfortunately comes down to the people who are writing the articles, but people mm-hmm. have bias. And I know, of course, you try to be impartial, but it's never going to be fully Impartial. Yes. And I think for the most part, CBC is quite accurate. Mm-hmm. I don't really question their journalistic integrity in that sense. Like right. if I read something in CBC, I assume that it's true. Which can't be said for some other outlets. Yeah. Right? But I, I know. know. It's I, tough because as you said, it's technically correct. So it's what do you want? You know, yeah. like I, I get that it, you know, has a negative connotation, but in that case, yeah, perhaps everything should be listed by who owns the company. Is that, I mean, I think everybody would benefit from that. Why not? And it yeah. only has a negative connotation if you take it that way. Yeah. And the fact that they're fighting this so hard almost kind of proves the point, doesn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, like you said, every outlet has a bias. Yeah. I mean, we we try to be quite impartial on this show too, but you and I have our own personal of biases. You can't not. Everybody it's does. It's part of human nature. It truly is. I think the big issue with a lot of people who are critical of CBC, myself included, is that like, okay, you look at some of the newspapers, you look at Post Media, yes, they have a bias, but you have a choice whether or not you, you support that, whether right. or not you consume it. We all support CBC, whether you want to or not. Yes. And for them to be biased, in my opinion, that makes it a little bit a little bit harder to swallow. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A friend was asking online recently what she could bring the hospital staff as kind of a thank you for taking such good care of a relative. And uh, there were a ton of responses. And I found it pretty interesting because there were a lot of people in healthcare that responded as well. And they were like, of course, everything is appreciated. But they said one thing that they really would appreciate would be like a fruit tray or a veggie tray. Okay. Because they said they were like, you know, we get a ton of donuts. And again, they're like, we, uh, yeah. <laughs> we love the donuts, but there's only so many donuts you can kind of have before you would love to just have something that's a little bit healthy as well. Donuts is easy too, right? Because you're like, oh, I'm picking up a coffee. That's it. I'll grab donuts for the hospital staff on the way. And really, it's become the staple thing that we always give in these scenarios, mm-hmm. right? Like it is that that's what you do. You, you need to bring something. Well, donuts is always the mm-hmm. easy go-to. Um, but yeah, they were saying like a lot of the times... These, these healthcare workers don't even really have time to eat. So being able to maybe grab a, a veggie stick or something uh, with some sort healthier. of substance along the way is very appreciated. And tons of them were saying the same thing. And I just never really thought of that before. I was like, yeah, I can't imagine how many donuts a place like that would get. And there's only so many sweets you can, That's you just can lay it, right? into, right? Whereas you can go bonkers on a fruit or veggie tray. Yeah, and again, it just has a little more sustenance, a little more health to it than just yep. a, a donut or 12 donuts throughout the day. So I, I thought it was kind of interesting to think about. I used to work at a radio station and every year, yeah. right around Christmas time, mm-hmm. um, a couple of the guys on the air would would start soliciting for a meat tray. Oh, yeah. And they, they were shameless about it. They'd be like, all right, so who's going to bring us the first meat tray of the season? Oh, see? And then whoever brought them the meat tray would get like a week's worth of free shout outs. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> they just talk about the meat tray until it was gone. That's great. <laughs> see, a meat tray, that's another great idea. Meat tray? Yeah. Probably yeah. it would be very appreciated, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, for the vegetarians, maybe not so much. But yeah, anything that is a little more sustenance than just straight sugar or the donut. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Do you remember... 
when you told us that your boyfriend Cliff is a gum saver? Yeah, it's disgusting. He puts he puts gum for later. He'll put it on the bed, like the top of the bed. Yeah, he'll put it there. <laughs> he'll put it on the side of his dishes and then and eat it later, and that's gross. And then the bed thing was that was the last straw for me. You can't just you can't save gum overnight and then put it in your mouth the next morning. You sure can't. No, you sure. And it's disgusting. like it's dirt cheap. Yes, it's like ten cents a piece. Just Probably not it. even <laughs> just, ten cents a piece. Okay, maybe two it. cents. Oh man! I know. They're putting it's gross. gum in. even like people who stick gum under tables and stuff. I can I can tell you with certainty, not a word of a lie. I have never stuck gum under a table in my life. No, never. No, but at least that way. I mean, you know, you're not saving it. You're for not saving later. it for later. That's I don't know true. what's worse. Like honestly, the, and then the one time the gum fell off and into my hair. <laughs> We this almost not, broke up after that. Yeah, this anyway, is not sorry. something you should have to deal with. No. Did you know you. there's a song about this topic? No. About exactly what you described Cliff about does? What? Yeah. Listen to the chorus here. What? What in the hell? It's called, Does Your Chewing Gum Lose Its Flavor on the Bedpost Overnight? By Lonnie Donegan. How is there more than one person in the world that does this and a song about it? There's actually quite a few different versions of this song. This was just the most famous version in recording. I was listening to this podcast the other day about, um, they were talking about Skiffle. That's the type of music that it is. It's called Skiffle. And okay. it was like a, like a proto-British invasion type. So it was like pre-Beatles kind of like halfway between bluegrass. And But anyway, this was one of the, the big songs from that era. Wow. And I, I was listening to it and I was like... Is this about Cliff? Oh my <laughs> Who God. wasn't alive when it came out, but still. I can't believe that. Yeah, like, there's enough people that do it. This is that can, there was a very popular song about it. All right, listen here, everyone. Okay? We're not gonna do that anymore. No. We won't be saving our we won't be saving our gum on the bedpost. No, I no. don't think we'll be doing this we anymore. We won't be doing that anymore. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I saw that uh, Gord Sinclair of the Hip put out his own album recently. I don't know if you saw this. Okay. Uh, but it got me thinking. I I was seeing the news about this and I was like, huh, have we talked about the most successful band turned solo artist? Hmm. We have not. We have not. Who would you put in the conversation? Like, who would be the most successful of everybody who turned from, yeah, being in a, a band collectively to going solo? It depends how you look at it. Okay. Like, are you looking at people that were bigger as solo artists than they were in bands, or the people that were in big bands and then went off to have, like, a decent solo career afterwards? Because, like, if you're going by the first one, the answer is Michael Jackson. Because he started out in the Jackson 5. Yep. And then became arguably the biggest artist ever. So... Him more so than John Lennon, yeah, 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 for sure. It's okay, like, I was even thinking, yeah, like Paul McCartney, yeah, it sells out stadiums on his own, but most people are there to hear the Beatles stuff. Fair, right? They're there to hear right. "Let It Be" and "Hey Jude." Okay, they're not there. They're not waiting for like all the wings stuff, right? So, what about Beyonce? Beyonce is another one too. Yeah, because she's just so much bigger than Destiny's Child ever was. Yeah, so. Yeah. But you're right. Michael Jackson would be the number one above her. Yeah. But I mean, Beyonce's a great example, too, because she was in a pretty successful group. Yeah. And then just like took it to an entirely different level. Totally. And now so, she's Beyonce. People even forget the name. You know, it's, you know, you're famous when nobody even remembers the name of the group. Really? What was that group we were in before? Yeah. yeah. Could you name the other two girls in Destiny's Child? Or was there three? Oh, God. I know there was Kelly Rowland. Oh, good. I would not have gotten that far. But I don't know the other one. Okay. 
Uh, what about the other option that you discussed then? Like bands that were in big bands and had successful solo, solo careers, but weren't as big as the group was? Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, that would be a tough... That's even a tough discussion to have as well. It's tough. I'm... You know, another name that popped to mind was Phil Collins. Yep. Because I think he was bigger solo than he was with Genesis. Mm-hmm. Gwen uh, Stefani, would you say she... Yeah, Bigger she, than No Doubt? And I'm not sure in terms of album sales, but she's definitely far more famous than No Doubt ever was. Justin Timberlake. Yep. He, like... Yeah, again, he's just so much bigger than the band. And Harry Styles is kind of on that trajectory too, right? He is, like, yeah. he's so much more successful now than the band ever was. Totally. And the band was big. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a few good ex- examples. But you're right. I guess if we're talking the number one, the top, it would have to be Michael it's Jackson. It's got to be Michael Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think the Jackson 5 were big, and then he <laughs> he went into the stratosphere. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? What'd you learn, Shauna? This one's thanks to John, who gives me all kinds of interesting facts. He's a, he's great for this, great contributor to this segment. Uh, but he sent me this thing about a Wrigley's Double Mint Gum. Mm-hmm. You remember the Double Mint Gum? Yep, for sure. So I didn't realize that Wrigley's was originally a soap company, and then they gifted baking powder with their soap. So if you bought Wrigley's soap, they gifted the baking powder. Well, the baking powder then became more popular than the soap. So they switched to selling the baking powder with chewing gum as a gift. And then the chewing gum became more popular than the baking powder. So then they just started selling the chewing gum. With no gift. With no gift. And that's what they stuck with. I wonder why they just didn't consider continue doing all three. Yeah, it's true. But I guess if one, yeah, was their big money maker and the other one not very much Hmm. at all after they just kept switching. But there you go. Did not know that. Didn't know that either. Mm Mm-mm. Uh, I got I saw this video and I don't remember if someone tagged me in it or if I just came across it, um, but this video claims that Canada's 1.2 billion acres of forest and 154 million acres of farmland uh, take just 22 days to absorb all of the carbon dioxide produced from the oil and gas industry in a year. Wow, that's crazy. so. I don't know. I mean, it's probably oversimplified, and I don't know if that takes into account. You know, the carbon that's then emitted by decomposing trees mm-hmm. or, you know, when forests burn or that sort of thing. This is, we would have to be a lot smarter than I am to understand all this. But I just thought that stat was kind of interesting. And then I got curious to know just like how many trees are in Canada. If we have, you know, what did they say? How many billion acres? Yeah. 1.2 billion acres of boreal forest. So I was like, okay, how many trees are in Canada? Because sometimes, especially when you're in the mountains, if you're hiking or whatever, you'll get up to a vantage point And it's just like... How many trees am I looking at right now? Yeah. Am I looking at a million trees? Yeah. Is it, what does a million trees look like? So there are apparently 318 billion trees in Canada. Wow. And I actually thought that might be a little higher. Yeah. You know, I don't, it's tough to visualize numbers that big. But like I said, you, especially when you go up north too, it's just like trees as far as the eye can see. Just millions of them. Uh, I guess there are three trillion trees in the world. Three trillion trees, so... These are numbers that just don't mean anything to me anymore. It's yeah. a lot of trees. Canada has 318 billion of them. Got a lot of them. Got a lot we of trees got here. Trees. Like trees, big we got trees. trees. We got yeah. big trees, small trees, green trees, dead trees, trees on fire, like trees, we got trees. 
All agree. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. And then I went up to Matt's office and I said, wow, do you think we could make a phone just for pornography? We could get rich. It's like a burner phone, except forget the drugs. It's now just for porn. It doesn't make calls. You can't text on it. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts. Or find it at x929.ca.